Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Back for another edition of Cover Your Assets KC. Walter Storholt alongside David Dickens, President, Wealth Advisor at KC Financial Advisors and online at CoverYourAssetsKC.com. Find past episodes of the show there. Check out the blog and lots of other great information as well. CoverYourAssetsKC.com. David, ready for another great show today? I think I'm ready. We're going to talk a little bit about some IRA stuff and um, should have interesting things for all age groups. We can talk a little bit about required distributions and a little bit about rollovers. So we ought to be able to cover something of interest for people between 30 and 80. It's like all your favorite topics rolled into uh, <laughs> rolled into one. I love it. Yeah. You know, I think if Congress would quit twisting this stuff around, <laughs> it would be so much easier to understand. That's not going to happen, they, David. So no, might, they love might to, as well just live with it, right? They love to turn the dials. So, oh, man. Well, this oh, well. was all, uh, I guess, started by kind of at the beginning of the year here in 2022, a few changes were made. And that's sort of what uh, has kind of bubbled this up to uh, the forefront of, of our topic today. Yeah, exactly. So uh, actually a change uh, that former President Trump put in, he got that ball rolling maybe three years ago where, where the, the question was, you know, since we're all living longer, should we put in a new uniform life expectancy table that would actually reduce the amount of required distributions that have to come out of your IRA? And then, which they ended up agreeing, let's do that. And we're going to talk about that here and I'll give you a couple of specific examples. But then there was also the change <laughs> during COVID where they said, ah, instead of 70 and a half, the age at which you have to start taking money out, let's move that to 72. So they have so many dials that they like to spin. And, and some senator decided that this would be good for, I hate to sound like this, but somebody said, this would be good for contributions if I make this change to the law. So anyway, they, they constantly fiddle with this stuff. And what, what I want to do is try to clarify, if you found that your required distribution did not go up this year, we're going to talk about exactly why that is. Okay. I look forward to going down this road with you. So yeah, what's your, what are your takeaways? So what we want to talk about is the, uh, is the change to the life expectancy table. There, there are actually two. If you're over 72 now, there are two different tables you could use, and we're just going to use the one that the vast majority of people use. But there's one little known. It's called the joint life expectancy table. If your spouse happens to be more, 10 years or more younger than you, then there's another table you could use, which makes your required distributions even less. And the thought there is, well, let's make the requirement to come out smaller since this younger spouse could be around a lot longer. But what we're going to take a look at right now is the uniform lifetime table. That's the one that during the Trump administration, they decided to update with life expectancies being longer in America and frankly worldwide. Uh, they decided let's set it up so that people are required to take out less from their IRA than they might otherwise have to take out. So if you uh, Google the, um, the term uniform life table, what you'll find is, for instance, at age 72, there's a factor, a life expectancy factor of uh, 27.4. And that's the new factor. How you use this, if you have a million dollar IRA, you just take a million dollars and divide it by 27.4. And what you get is $39,062. And that's the amount of your required distribution under the new table, 39,062. 
Under the old table, it was 36,496. So uh, that's at age 72. If you happen to be age 85, the factor that you would see on this table is 16. And what that means on a million dollar IRA is that you're required to take out $67,567. The old table would have said $62,500. So that's about a $5,000 difference at age 85. So the long and the short of it is, I have a lot of clients that don't even want to take money out of their IRAs because they have pensions, social security, their living costs are lower than their guaranteed sources of income. But because of required minimum distributions, the government says, eh, you have to take money out because we want to tax it. So this change has merely made them take less money out, less taxable income. And so it's been a really positive change for those people. For other clients that take money out on a regular basis because they need it to live on, well, no change for them because all taking out more than the amount that they were required to take out anyway by the by these tables. Just a quick note, I often get the question, so at, at some point, do they make you take all of the money out? And the answer is no. Uh, if you are um, on your 91st birthday, if you still had a million dollar IRA, they're only going to make you only <laughs> going to make you take out uh, just under $88,000. So about 8.8% of the amount. Now, if you get to your 100th birthday, well, they're still not making you take 100% of it out. At that point, you would have to take out 15.8% or $158,000 out of your million-dollar IRA. That doesn't mean you have to spend it, but you have to put it into into a taxable account, and you have to pay taxes on it in that year. So the long and the short of this change is the government decided that based on the fact that we're living longer, we should require people to take less out of their IRAs based on their age. They still have to take it out. You can certainly take out more. You just can't take out less. But now that amount is slightly reduced. So that's the change to the uniform life table. And uh, you just want to make sure that you make that calculation based on the December 31st value. For instance, this past December 31st, apply that table and you'll know exactly how much of a required distribution you have to take out this year. I'm sure it won't be the last time they tweak those tables either, David. Yeah, you know, this change is is actually one that's been in, uh, that, that table has been in place for, for quite some time. So that's, I, I'm confident they'll continue to make changes to, <laughs> to IRA distributions. In fact, there's a massive one on if the um, Build Back Better, if, if that would ever see the light of day as far as uh, an actual tax act getting passed through Congress, there are big changes for super big IRAs in there. So they'll continue to tweak this. They can't keep their hands off of it. Um, but the life table is likely to stay in place for quite some time. But it's an overdue change and a, and a nice one for people who don't really need to take money out of those IRAs. Very good. So that's helpful to kind of see some of the moving parts there. Not the only change that you've been keeping your eye on, though. What else has uh, kind of caught your attention so far this year? Yeah, so there's a lot of confusion about IRA rollovers. And the rules are really strict. If you goof these up, you can cause a big portion of your IRA to become taxable on the spot. So not something you want to goof up. 
And so I thought I'd just go through a, a couple of examples of how that 60-day rollover rule works and how you can play within it, so to speak. So let's say you want to move your IRA or a 401k from one custodian, let's say from Fidelity to TD Ameritrade or from Schwab to Fidelity or any one of a number of different other custodians. You're allowed to do that. First of all, if you send the money directly to the custodian, if you never take possession of it, you can do that as many times in a year as you want to. And what happens there is, let's say it's going from Fidelity to to TD Ameritrade. Fidelity is going to cut a check that is going to be made out to TD Ameritrade for your benefit, such that you can't put that money into your checking account and then send a new check on to TD Ameritrade to fund that IRA. So it money goes direct from custodian to custodian. There's no requirement on how often you can do that. Knock yourself out. Do it as many times as you want. However, if you say to Fidelity, I need you to send me $200,000 out of my IRA because I'm going to roll it over to another custodian. That's what we're talking about here. And that happens, you know, fairly often. Maybe I get questions from clients to say, well, I kind of need that money for 30 days, but I'll definitely have it back deposited within the 60-day window. My answer is, as long as you're definite about it, it's a very risky strategy if you don't get it redeposited. So $200,000, they take a check, they get a check uh, from, in this case, Fidelity. They deposit it in their bank account. And then within 60 days, they write a check to the new custodian, TD Ameritrade. They send that check. And as long as it gets deposited within that 60-day window, no big deal. But if they deposit it 61 days later instead of 60, the entire $200,000 has to be taken out of the new IRA and it becomes a taxable event. And depending on their tax bracket, that could be 25 or 24, 28, 32% plus what they pay to their state. So it can be a very, very expensive mistake if you miss that window. So the rules are super complicated. I'm going to give an an example here of how a, a couple of different ways to do that type of rollover. One where you don't get in any trouble and another where you would be super sad because you'd be paying massive taxes. So let's say that I have a client named uh, John and he wants to do a 60-day worker for $200,000. And it's coming out of, um, let's go back and say it's coming out of Fidelity again. But he has four different places. He wants to get put a little bit at his bank in an IRA. He wants to move something to uh, a short-term annuity. He wants to put a little bit of TD Ameritrade and then a, a fourth option. And so he divides that $200,000 into four $50,000 checks. The $200,000 gets deposited into his checking account because it's a 60-day rollover. He writes $50,000 checks to each of those four new places and sends them off. And they all get there before the 60 days is over. The question is, does that count as one rollover or four rollovers? Is that allowed without paying any taxes? And the answer is yes. What the IRS counts is concerned about is how many withdrawals did you have during these, in this case, a 12-month period? You can do one 60-day rollover every 12-month period. 
So if he does that in October, he can do that. He can deposit it to four different custodians as long as they all get the money within the 60-day period. And that violates nothing. And then he has to not do that again until next October. It's not a a calendar year. It's a 12-month year. If he does that again within a 12-month year, that violates, and he would have to have a be a totally taxable transaction on that next rollover. So let's say 12 months later, he says, all right, it's been 12 months. I didn't have any tax implications to the first rollover, even though I moved it to four different custodians. But honestly, this is getting a little, this is a lot to keep track of. So what I'd like to do is consolidate those four into my TD Ameritrade account. Money originally came from Fidelity, went to four different custodians. Now he wants to consolidate it all in an IRA he already has at TD Ameritrade. So he requests rollovers from those four custodians and deposits them in uh, his bank account. And then he writes a $200,000 check. Let's say it didn't grow at all during that year. And he writes a check for $200,000 to TD Ameritrade for that deposit. That is not allowable. So what what is allowable is he could use one of those withdrawals. One of the $50,000 would not be a taxable transaction. But the other $150,000 would be totally taxable in the year he made that transfer. And he's not going to be very happy about that because that's money he expected to be tax deferred for a long time. But instead, the IRS gets to have a big bite out of it in that year because what he did was take four distributions and combine them into one deposit. And that's exactly what you can't do with this one per 12 month, 60 day rollover rule. Now, he would have an alternative. In other words, instead of having that be a total bust, he could roll the $50,000 into his IRA at TD Ameritrade. And he could also do a Roth conversion With the other $150,000, now it's not a perfect solution because he'd have to pay taxes on that, but he would be able to get it into a tax-free account, his Roth IRA account. Not what he planned to do, but he wouldn't have any any penalties or the only cost he would have is the tax liability on that $150,000. So the more you read about IRA rules, the more complicated they get. What I encourage our, our, our listeners to do is if you're moving your IRAs around, Maybe you retired and you're moving your 401k into a self-directed IRA or to an advisor. The vast majority of times you want to do a direct transfer custodian to custodian. You can do that as many times during the year as you want. It doesn't matter how many IRAs or how many 401ks you have. If you move them all or one or two or three of them by a direct transfer, the IRS has no claim on any of that money. If you do do a 60-day rollover, make sure you have a really good reason for wanting to put that money into your checking account. Hold it for 30 or 40 or 58 days and make sure it gets to that custodian, that new custodian, before the 60-day period so that you're not answering a bunch of questions and with the IRS and definitely so you're not paying taxes on an inadvertent miss to either the 60-day window or doing that more often than once every 12 months. 
Thanks for sharing the example there, David. I think that helps really drive this home. And uh, again, just lots of things to be keeping our eye on here with some of these changes and the the impacts. You know, you pull a small string in the tax code or in these rules and regulations, and it can have big impacts on an individual depending on their situation and uh, illustrated very well in that example there. Yeah, uh, this is one of these things that is not reversible. So if you miss if you miss the 60-day window, the IRS is... I don't recall reading about them saying, oh, that's okay. We'll give you a pass this time. And if you do more than one in every 12 months, I don't recall them reading about them saying, hey, no big deal. Just don't ever do it again. If you miss a required distribution, there is a methodology for saying, oh, I missed my distribution last year. And here's what I did to rectify it. And almost always the IRS says, okay, we get it. That's fine. Don't do it again. But, but no penalties this time. But with these things we're talking about today, there's really no remedy to unwind the mistake that you made. So make sure you understand the rules and don't make a mistake because it could be super costly when your tax bill comes. If you have questions about something we've talked about on today's episode, sometimes this stuff can be complex when you're looking at all the numbers and things moving back and forth and trying to understand the implications. Well, that's why somebody like David Dickens is here to help. Uh, You can meet with him in the office in Overland Park, or if you want to just start things off with a simple phone call, that's easy as well. Get in touch by calling 913-317-1414. That's 913-317-1414. Or you can go online to CoverYourAssetsKC.com and get in touch via the website. That's CoverYourAssetsKC.com. David, really appreciate your help on today's show and breaking down these moving parts for us. And uh, we'll have another great conversation on tap for next week. Yeah, I'm looking through some um, listener questions. So hopefully we'll have a good good episode on that for the next time around. Well, we'll be sure to have a couple of good ones on the docket uh, next episode. Uh, For David, I'm Walter. We'll look forward to talking to you again next time right back here on Cover Your Assets KC. Thanks for listening. Investment advisory services offered through ChangePath LLC, a registered investment advisor. ChangePath LLC and KC Financial Advisors are separate companies.